Amen. Uh, let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of Ecclesiastes. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Preach out of it quite often. Makes me think. Pertains to everyday life. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, uh, verse 1. And I have preached out of this text probably a few times, but I want to show you something new that I saw recently. Uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Ecclesiastes 11, beginning in verse 1. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. So at the end of verse 5, we see that uh, we know not the works of God, who maketh all. And then he tells us what to do, verse 6, In the morning sow thy seed, in the evening withhold not thine hand. And I want to look at this, For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. <laughs> So this morning I want to speak to you on that subject, Thou knowest not. Thou knowest not. There's some things you can know definitely in life. There's some things you don't know until the time comes. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. I yield to the Holy Spirit the best way I know how. Pray that you'd make us a blessing, help us to say something, to help the people an encouragement and an insight uh, to clear up confusion and to give clarity, to give us a purpose and a goal in life and true expectation from Thee. We pray that You'd help us to preach and hear the Word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Thou knowest not. This morning, I'm speaking to those of you who have ambition in life. If you don't have any ambition, you need to get some. Uh, life is living. Life is to grow, to move forward, to accomplish, to live. It's not simply to exist. A lot of people are just existing. They're not really living. So I'm talking to the ambitious this morning. Those of you who are active, those of you who want to accomplish, you want to produce, you want to acquire, you want to grow, you want to build, you want to influence, you want to, something to happen. 
there are false expectations that many people fall into that become a major cause of failure, sadness, depression, and confusion. I want to talk about that this morning. There are things we expect individually, collectively, on a personal level, then on a group level, but I learned a long time ago to say like the psalmist, my expectation is from Him. Amen. I will not only expect certain things, I will let Him put the expectation within me. I will plan, I will watch, I will work, I will look, I will wait patiently, but until He does it, the, the watchman waketh but in vain. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. But what happens is people get false expectation. So they begin to expect something that is not, not only realistic, but it's not possible at this particular place or time in their life. So this could cause discouragement, confusion, quitting, depression, sadness, um, actually losing a sense of reality. So a lot of people, they become disillusioned. They, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. You know, somebody else said, this isn't, this isn't all it was cracked up. Is that a Texas term? Uh, I thought it'd be different than this. And they envisioned it. It didn't come out that way. So they got disillusioned and they quit or they turned back. And then other people, they are in, in another way, they're simply in delusion. Their sense of reality is not the real world. This is where we live right now with all the pharmaceutical addictions that are propagated by the media and the, uh, the money lovers out there changing the chemicals in the brain and all these advertisements and the so-called American dream, um, a lot of people don't even see things as they are. When they're looking through their God-given eyeballs, what they think is real is not real. Then you have the other group of people because of false expectations. They're expecting something to happen or something to be or something should have happened by now so they look from that perspective, so they, they're not realistic. So therefore, they have robbed themselves of peace and joy because they are not in reality. So when we think about the creation of Almighty God, the seasons, they change. Uh, we're entering into autumn. I love the damp mornings. That was sarcasm. I don't, I don't care for the damp cold myself. Uh, you may like it. Uh, this isn't my favorite time of year, to be honest. I don't like the time change. I like to work till 9. I like when there's a lot of light. That's just me. You might be totally different. Um, but God made the cycles. The seasons, the, the weather patterns change. The phases of life, everything is cyclical. And all of us are in this, whether we admit it or not, or realize it or not. 
And so to live a, a, a life of peace and joy, you have to be aware of these phases. You, you need to know which phase of life you're in. You need to know the technical phases in your life, the bigger eras of, eras of your life, and also, if it's collective, if it's all of your life, if it's one part of your life, is it one project of your life, or is it somebody else's dream that they're trying to enforce upon you, we need to know what to expect, because thou knowest not. A lot of things in life, we don't know what will happen. So we need to know what to do now because God told us we don't know yet what will happen in the near future or in the distant future. So it is a big disappointment not to live in reality. It is a big disappointment to live delusionally. You know, some people have no idea. That's why we say it all the time. Lights are on, nobody's home. They don't know which way is up. They're not in reality. Most people in the last of the last days. So their whole sense of life, perspective, perspective on life is not realistic. So that's why you have all these anger issues. Fear. A lot of people are scared to death. A lot of people are very angry. A lot of people are very, very sad. A lot of people have anxiety. All of these emotional problems, which and they call it mental health, which it's not. It's spiritual problems. They're defeated spiritually because they don't have a prosperous soul. But we should know what to expect, what not to expect, by knowing what God allows us to know and then doing what we're supposed to do based on what God tells us to expect. So you have generalities, i say it again, very specific. You have individual expectations. And then you have group expectations. So some of these situations in our life, in my life right now, are limited to one phase that you're going through. And then others, you can be involved in many parts of the same project, if you will, phases of the same project at the same time. Now, in my life right now, I'm uh, 60 years old. I'm in the prime of I say that. I'm not bragging. I really believe it. I'm in the prime of my life. Felt better than ever have. God's having mercy on me. But... You know, I, I know where I'm at in life. I'm not a teenager. I'm not dating. Um, I'm not running around with the boys. I'm not cruising the strip. You know, I'm not looking, going through Sonic, looking for chicks or whatever they call it. I, I'm not trying to score uh, a Watto or whatever you call it. You know, God delivered me from all that. I, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I'm in a certain part of the phase from birth till death. I know where I'm at. But also, I have a lot of projects in my life within that phase of my life. I have building projects. Some of them I just started. Some of them I don't want to start. Some of them 
I'm planning. Some of them I'm in the execution phase. Some of them I'm nearing the end. And then there's others, what I really want to emphasize this morning, I'm not in a state of limbo, but I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, you ought to be waiting for results in your life. You should have sowed in the morning. You should have worked hard in the evening. Amen. And in between, in the things you don't know what's going to happen, you keep sowing and working. But while you're waiting patiently, you're supposed to be waiting with expectation, but at the same time, keep doing other things and don't live in a state of delusion because it hasn't happened yet the way you thought it should have or would have, or because you are in the waiting part of your life. You know, you're not supposed to be active all the time. You're active, you see the results. You're active, you see the results. You're active, you're waiting on the results of your hard work. You're hoping to produce. You're waiting on something to happen. You know, how many tracks have you passed out? How many times have you knocked this town? We try to do it systematically. How many times we're on the fifth or sixth? I don't know. We lost count. We're like on the sixth time and knocking every, try to knock every door in the area. How many tracks have you passed out? How many people have you talked to? How many times have you preached the gospel? How many people have you counseled? How many people have you let them cry on your shoulder and told them you loved them and you're waiting on some results? Waiting on results. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it has. But while I'm sowing in the morning, working hard in the evening, I don't know what's going to happen. God hadn't revealed it to me. That's none of my business. All I can do is don't get disappointed by expecting something at the wrong time or the wrong place in my life. So think about it. A farmer. Some plant, some water. God give it the increase. Some soul winners preach the word. Some people water what the word was planted was preached and encourage and build and teach. And, but God gives the increase. Yes. You think about a farmer. You know, he's got to turn over his field. He's got to prepare the ground. He has to wait, hopefully, for the right soil moisture in the right time of year. Then he has to plant the seed. And then he might have to fertilize the seed, the ground. And, you know, like cotton farmers have to spray the plant to kill it, to reap the, uh, the harvest of the cotton. And then he has to wait for the right type of rain, the right amount of rain at the right time. And then he has to hope the farm fields aren't flooded and muddy when it's time to reap the harvest. And this is, this is involved with ranching, with farming, no matter what era of your life you're in or what phase you're in. If I'm a farmer and I did my planning and I'm waiting on something to grow, you, know, you ever heard people say I'm just sitting on the porch watching the grass grow? While you're sitting on the porch watching the, watching the stems come up, uh, you ought to be doing something else while you're waiting on to know the results of your hard work with this other endeavor which you're trying to produce and make something happen in your life, 
Don't just sit there and do nothing because thou knowest not what things may be. You have your whole life, you have different projects of your whole life, and there are certain things we just don't know. If you've tried to cultivate a friendship, you can't really trust somebody till a lot of time passes. Right. I've learned this the hard way. And if you have one true friend, you really have something. One true friend. Some of us have many true friends, but most friends are not friends. They're users. They're parasites. They're like the weather. They change. They really don't care about you. Uh, they're there if it's good for them. But one true friend, if you seek to build a relationship and you risk love and investing your heart that you might be betrayed, you might be stabbed in the back, and you risk it, you put in the time, money, effort, and you build it, you might be right now waiting to see, is this a real friendship or not? I don't know yet. And see, what a lot of people do is they jump ahead and lay hands suddenly, and they think there's something there which it is not, and you're going to get hurt. I'm warning you, you're going to get hurt, betrayed, badly, you have to wait to see if that person is a true friend. You have to wait. But time will prove if they're a true friend or not. If they're faithful, if you can count on them, if they're reliable, if they're trustworthy. You think about a project, whatever it is. You know, I would like to build this. Let's make a plan. Well, all right, here's our plan. What materials do we need? to make this plan come to fruition. Well, I gotta go to my favorite place, the lumber store. Uh, and to me, one of the worst parts of building is getting the materials. You know what it's like if you've ever built. Oh, I bought the wrong, why do they make so many screws and uh, heads and parts? Uh, it's all about that stuff. Cha-ching. And, and so then you say, i got to get my materials, and then you have to execute the plan, and you have to build it. And so let's say you're building, I don't know, a chicken coop or whatever. And then your next thing is, well, why am I, where's my chickens, and how come my chicken won't lay an egg? Oh, I know why. There's two roosters. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the problem. That's the problem out there with all those idiots who are nut jobs. That's right. So you, you, what's part of the project of life for you? How many projects do you have in your life right now? Some of you need to get something, by the way. So winning. You know, how many people do you, do you talk to? Do you pass out tracts? Do you preach the gospel? Do you lead them in the sinner's prayer? Do you invite them to church? Do they come to church? Do they keep coming to church? Do they believe really in their heart? Do they follow the Lord in a public profession and believer's baptism? Do they grow in grace? Do they go home and read their own Bible and walk with God? Will they become a the part of the church? Then preach and be used of God to honor and glorify Him? I don't know yet. My brother will tell me, he goes, man, I put a lot of time into that person. <laughs> you know, I can think of people, I put 
hours and hours and hours into people. I don't know. I'm in that waiting stage. I'm hoping there's good results. I'm hoping and expecting there is fruit that remains. But I don't know. That's up to God. Now, if I'm in that expectation stage, waiting, I've sown my seed, the day is going, night is upon us, the evening, the sun is setting, I've got to keep working because I just can't sit around and do nothing. They used to call it twiddle your thumbs. I don't know who, who does that anymore. Twiddle my thumbs and do nothing. I'm 60 years old. I'm in that part of my life. I've got all these projects. You know, I, I bet I've got, I can't even count how many sermons I'm working on, and I'll know I'll never finish hardly any of them. And somebody will say, how long did it take you to make that sermon? Brother Howe said a minimum of four to six hours per sermon, but I always said, I've uh, been saved since 1982. It's been 40, uh, 39 years. It took me 39 years to come up with that one. Because it's a culmination of learning and studying and all those different things. So if you think about your life, you can't jump to conclusions. You can't become disillusioned when you're expecting because you don't know what a day may bring forth. The Lord hasn't revealed the secret things and the secret things belong unto the Lord. So life is so amazing. It's, it's so exciting when you see it right. If you expect what you're supposed to expect. You know, a lot of people, uh, let's say they're just dating, they really like someone, they have the, uh, we used to call it the Donny Osmond puppy love. They've got the tinglys and they can do no wrong and, and then just wait. Uh, but, uh, you know, and it's all lovey-dovey and excitement and as soon as you get off the date, you have to call. Remember those... And, and then uh, someone, you hang up. No, you hang up. I'm hanging up. You hang up. No, you hang up. Well, I don't want to be, let's hang up together. <clears throat> uh, back in the good old days when you could. But, uh, and then you develop it. And, and I've had people tell me, this isn't a good relationship, but I've invested so much time, I don't want to start over. And I'm just going to tough this one out. I'm going, man, that's sad. Uh, that's a sad way to live. And what happened is they invested the time and the energy of their life. They didn't get the expectation they thought. Or a lot of people deceive themselves thinking there's something there when it's not. You know, like my parents were married, 50, was it 55? Six. He knows it. I don't even know my own birthday. Uh, 56 years. My Uncle Tom and Aunt Sue were married how many? 60? How about your parents? Yeah, 60 years, the McCrackens. You know, you know somebody by the... You know what to expect. You're in the real world. And a lot of people enter into this, they don't know what they're getting into. And then they either want it to be something that it's not, or it doesn't become what it should have... And now, 
I don't call it limbo, but you're just kind of waiting back to say, I don't know how this is going to work out. You know, we, you do a project, we worked on a tractor recently, so and, uh, I'm not embarrassed to say this, I'm not a mechanic, uh, I try, but we had to replace these hydraulic seals and these cylinders and and these uh, fittings and this hydraulic hose, we hooked it up backwards. So we started up, and my brother goes, is there any leaks? I said, let's just wait a while. We usually have leaks. You know, no leaks. So look, no leaks. I turn the steering wheel to the left and the wheels go to the right. I uh, said, uh, something is backwards. We, we put the hoses up, you know, it's all hydraulic. And, you know, I've learned. Let's just see how this is working out so far. You know, we put in the new kitchen in the back, somebody says, this thing only puts out hot water. And, and it went for a, a, quite a while, weeks and weeks. Finally, I said, I'm going to figure this out. I crawled under there. They didn't turn the hot water on. That was deep. Um, you know, let's just see how this is working out. Let's, and that's why Dr. Evans said, you measure Christianity in decades. Let's see if you're still around 10 years from now, 20, 30, 40, not because you blew some hot air and said something. Prove it. And when you prove it, you're going to have a lot of time waiting to see what's going to happen. I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen on a lot of my life. I have a lot of irons in the fire. Is that the right term? I have a lot of ideas, ambition. I have made investments. I don't know if it's going to turn out. Do you know how it's going to turn out? No. Miss James is a, a realtor. Maybe she gets a lead or somebody wants to be shown a home or somebody's looking for a home or maybe she gets a listing. Yeah, there's things we'd like to happen. Usually it happens this way. But when you're in that waiting time, you can't just sit around and do nothing. You've got to go get an, another listing while you're waiting on that listing to do, or whatever it is. So a lot of times people deceive themselves in the time God does not want you to know. So think about this. If you expect the wrong thing and don't let things develop naturally by God's way. You will waste time. You will not prosper. You will have be under emotional duress and you will lose your sense of reality. And all of us are going through this to many degrees. So you have, if you're a teacher, you get your lesson plan, you work hard, you teach it. You're hoping they had good retention and discipline. You're hoping they had discipline, and then you're hoping they have good recollection. That's what you're waiting on. The test results are yet to come in. Don't get your hopes up too high. Because <laughs> you might have worked really hard and taught a great lesson, and then they fell asleep or then went home and didn't do a thing you taught them. That's not your fault. So you put in an effort, 
You might struggle, you might fail, you learn, you learn from your mistakes, you put in more hard work. Will you ever succeed? You know, Brother Howes used to tell us, you know what success is? It's failure plus failure plus failure plus failure plus failure plus failure plus, failure plus there's not enough failures. Plus failures plus failure plus failure. And eventually, a just man falls seven times and riseth up again. You know, I, I tell this story often. My brother, he got on a bike. You know, we didn't have tricycles and stuff that I remember the, the trainer wheel. He did one day he just gets on a bike and takes off. And he never wrecked and he never lost his balance. They never did it. And he could turn around the street without hitting a car or getting hit by a car. And I thought, man, that's amazing. And when I got a bike, my dad bought me a bicycle for my birthday. I don't know how old I was. Way before the first grade is, I don't know, way early years. And we had this wicked guy named Kim Ball. Never have liked that guy or that name. He lived across the street. He said, my life's goal is I'm gonna kick Jeff down every time he tries to learn to ride his bike. He was a big old guy. And he would just come and push me down and kick me down and I had bloody elbows and skint knees and tar asphalt under my kneecaps. And uh, didn't work that way for me. And I was thinking, I wonder if I'll ever, you know how it is when you first start off, uh, but I learned to ride a bike. I think I can still ride a bike. I don't ride one very much anymore. But things always don't develop the way we think they should or the way they usually do. And so I want to talk to you about where are you at in your life right now? You have a project you're thinking of starting. You got the plan. Maybe you're getting the materials. Maybe you have to work hard to make the project a reality. Maybe you've already finished it, and maybe you're not even real content. You know how many people do remodeling, then they go, mm, I don't like that color. I wish I could rebuild my house. <laughs> how, many, you know, how many people wish they could rebuild their house? And uh, well, I wish I'd have done that a little different, or this a little different. My expectation is from him. It's just a house, by the way. When, when it all boils down, something to live in. But colors ought to be pleasing to the eye, the design, the things that are there. It's your refuge from the world so that you can have peace uh, with your own family. But all of us are in some phase of your life. You know, just think about how old are you? Where does that put you from death till life? As things go the norm, how much time do you have left? I mean, add it up. Moses said, teach us to number our days. I think it's Psalm 90. Number, I think that's who said, number our days. How much time do you have? If the expectancy is this age, I don't even know what it is right now. You know, in the Old West, if a girl was even like 17, she thought she was an old maid and was going to die and was begging to get married. Uh, a lot of my dad's sisters got married when they were 13, 14. Uh, 
had 12 mouths to feed. He was trying to marry them off as fast as he could. Man, it's quiet in here. But uh, what is your life expectancy? Where are you at in life? What should you be expecting, right? What should I expect as a 60-year-old man? What should you expect as a 22-year-old woman? Whatever your situation is. And then, are you dating? Are you dating hot and heavy? Are you thinking about getting married? Did you just get married? How long have you been married? Do you have kids? Do you have grandchildren? Where are you at in life? Your finances, where are you at in your financial situation? What should you expect in your spirituality? If you've been saved for a while, you ought to expect some power of God on your life. You ought to expect a mighty move of God that you can rise up by the power of the resurrection above these piddly little lusts and ways of the world and deceptions and temptations. You ought to be expecting that. Some people have been saved 20, 30, 40 years. What should they be expecting? Somebody just got saved. We shouldn't expect as much from them. They need time to grow in grace. Where is the Super Bowl won? By whoever sells out. That was, man, it's quiet in here. By whoever folded. No. Supposedly one in spring training. It's probably one in the draft or in the, in the CEO's office. And when they pick the coach and the the staff, where's it one? It's not really one in the Super Bowl. It's one way before that. You got to prepare. You need blueprints to make a building. You need a plan. What stage are you in and what are you expecting in your life? So I'm through. I'm out of time. But just think about this. Sometimes I feel, me personally, just showing you. Kind of like I'm in limbo. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on something to happen. I've sowed the seed. I've put in all this work. I'm waiting. But while I'm waiting, and thou knowest not, God's withheld what will happen. I can't just sit around and do nothing. I have to get involved in other projects because who knoweth whether the Lord's going to bless that one. Who knows? This may be the one. So uh, the last antique Indian art show we went to in Santa Fe, this friend of ours, he's not well known, but he really has good taste. I really like what he does, his style. And uh, I said, how's it going? He said, this is the way I have to live. When the next person walks up to my booth, I have to think this may be the one. They may buy the whole book. You know Johnny Morris, the guy who owns Bass Pro Shops? He was going around to the show buying everything in every booth. He spent hundreds of millions of dollars, built two museums. He just had a blank check. I'll take all that. This friend of ours uh, from Missouri, he retired because Johnny Morris went to his booth and said, I'll take everything you got. 
bought him out. But then you'll sit there for three hours and people will kick the tires. You know how that goes. Waste your time. What's that? How much is that? Uh, move on. I can see you're just, you're not sure. Uh, but, and, and then you get discouraged. Well, I've been sitting here for hours. And then all of a sudden, this might be the one. I will expect, have anticipation, I will have hope, I will have a good attitude, but while I'm waiting in this time of not knowing, I'm going to try to make something else happen in another project of my life. I'm not just going to sit around and do nothing. So, in the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. So yesterday, a new cat showed up at my house. It's beautiful, calico, really pretty white cat with color. My mean black cat chases it up the oak tree in the front yard. I hear the mountain lion. I hate the, you know, torture. I said, you know, I said, come on down. I'll feed you, give you a treat. Let the cat go. It's prettier than you are. Just let it go. In the morning, I thought, that cat got away. I'm so happy. Well, in the evening, he had it trapped in the big mesquite tree in the backyard. This blood-curdling cat fight. Who knoweth whether feeding them in the morning or get rid of the stray cat or feeding them. I don't know. I'm going to feed them both and all the day long. Move along. Uh, could you please find a loving home? I really care about you. Could you please find a loving home? Who knoweth? I don't know if this sermon will do anything. Who knoweth? Some of you are saying, no, it did not. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Let's pray.